Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Fox News, it's The Campaign with Brett Baer. The 2020 campaign for president is over. This week on The Campaign, we're looking back at some of the panel's first impressions of the impact of COVID-19 on the 2020 campaign. On March 24, 2020, Brett and the panel discuss how the pandemic would impact the political landscape. We'll start there with our panel, Medical Director of City MD, Dr. Jeanette Neshwa, and Fox News Politics Editor Chris Steyerwald. Thanks for being here. And we're doing this over Zoom, which is a little different than our normal normal podcast. Uh, but Chris, let's start with you. You know, it, the administration is trying to get this balance between dealing with the health policy side and listening to the experts, but also not killing the U.S. economy for the long term. And it's really a tough balancing act. It's really a tough balancing act. You're right. And it's especially challenging because for a lot of the people who are in the president's base, the people who keep him afloat in uh, turbulent times, tend to be the people who are the most skeptical about the aggressive measures that pe- that uh, scientists and the government are recommending need to be taken to make this shorter and bring back the recovery sooner. Uh, so when you talk about it's basically rural America versus urban America on this one. And you have a lot of Democrats in big cities, a lot of swing voters in the suburbs, and then a lot of Republican voters in the country. They're all facing different assessments of the threat. They all view it differently. Getting everybody on one page is the president's biggest challenge. But Chris, Congress is debating this big package, the third phase of a recovery uh, effort and this bill. And uh, boy, I've never seen fireworks like that really for years and years and years on the Senate floor Monday. And, you know, Democrats trying to get what they want in this bill that includes some stuff that's not related to coronavirus. And Mitch McConnell blowing his top over this. And right now it's still on pause. There are advantages of being in the minority uh, and there are advantages of not having the White House. And that means that you can uh, you can play chicken harder than the other guy and you can push harder because you can feel pretty confident that the other side is going to get the preponderance of the blame. And that's maybe crummy, but that is the way that Washington works. And that is the way obstructionism works. Now, whether or not that's sustainable for another day, uh, I don't know. I think that there, I think that for a lot of red state or swing state Democrats, the the risk tolerance here is going to run out. Yeah, I agree with you, doctor. We're talking about the balance and obviously in the background here is a political campaign, but, um, it's supposed to be politics aside. That does not happen up on Capitol Hill, even in these circumstances. What do you say to somebody who looks at the health situation and says, okay, we can do this, but man, we cannot kill our economy along the way. It, it's tough. It's a challenge, Brett. I was telling a colleague the other day 
that I feel as badly for the economy and people losing their jobs as, as much as I do for my ill patients, because it affects them not just physically, but mentally. And the socioeconomic impact is tremendous. So it, it's, a, it's definitely a challenge, but I, I feel that it's important as a, as a physician to just emphasize to my patients that if they really, truly adhere to guidelines and protocols to prevent the spread of this virus, then we can come out of this, you know, 15-day stand-at-home, shelter, quarantine, social distancing um, situation that we're in. On May 12, 2020, Brett and the panel shared their impressions of how COVID-19 would change voter priorities. So we'll start there with our panel. National editor of the Cook Political Report, Amy Walter. Political editor at the National Journal, Josh Crashauer. And Fox News politics editor, Chris Steyerwald. Okay, so it is obviously... Amy, a a dismal picture for the economy. But in this environment, how does Joe Biden stake his ground? I saw a New York Magazine piece that suggested that he's already planning an FDR-style presidency uh, from his bunker in Delaware. You know, a lot of this, Brett, is going to come down to where voters think this economy is and where they think it's going. And you're right. Americans certainly are feeling that the downturn in the economy, I think it's up to now, almost half of Americans say they've been impacted negatively by this economically, by the coronavirus. And yet at the same time, I was just looking at a CNN poll that found that just about 70% of Americans think this is a temporary bump in the road, that it is not going to be a permanent change to our economy. And so this is the balance for um, Joe Biden going forward. He ran as the the let's bring things back to normal candidacy. This is not a let's make big structural change candidacy like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. And now he's confronted with the reality that for many people, they may not be getting back to normal anytime soon. There are certainly dire predictions from economists about how long this economy is going to uh, take to come back to quote unquote normal. So what's the appetite going to be for voters in November for an approach that looks like it is a bigger government involvement. Already we're seeing on the Hill sort of the traditional battle lines drawn between conservatives and liberals about the best approach for the government to take. There was incredible bipartisanship, Brett, in the first three or four tranches of the money that's gone out from Washington. But now it's hitting somewhat predictable roadblock as Republicans worried that this is going to be red ink forever and ever and ever. And Democrats worried that taking foot off the gas right now is going to leave millions and millions of Americans uh, in really serious uh, financial straits. I guess, Chris, what I'm trying to figure out is where the political line is drawn. Right now, it's very rudimentary. Like if you say Republicans really want to open everything up, but they don't care about the health of everything of anybody. And then Democrats want to lock everything down, but they don't care about the economic side of it, which neither is true. No, I don't think Democrat wants to see the economy crushed and no Republican wants to see anybody die. But there is some kind of political line here. And what is it? Well, I look, I think Amy got right to it, which is this is a moment where among Republicans and Democrats, both there is this appetite for something really big. You know, the real unemployment number in April was probably closer to 19 percent. 
you heard over the weekend that the uh, that Steven Mnuchin uh, and Kevin Hassett both basically said, yeah, a quarter of the workforce is going to be out of work and probably higher when you think about the folks who are not even trying or just waiting all of this out. So this creates a window of opportunity for people who really want fundamental transformative change uh, in the economy. You have Republicans like Josh Hawley and others who are talking about really like a Republican New Deal, like big, big, big interventions of the government into the economy. Uh, You have Democrats who want the same thing. Joe Biden, just because he likes FDR, doesn't mean that he gets to be FDR. And his brand has been as a caretaker, one-term president. As he said, he described himself as a transitional, like I'll be a transitional figure, just a normal caretaker president. And now they're, I don't know if that's going to be equal to the moment. Guys, let's hold it right there. We'll continue after this. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. And on June 30th, 2020, Brett and the panel discuss how spikes in coronavirus would impact the 2020 campaign. We'll start there with our panel. Josh Kraschauer is political editor for National Journal. USA Today, Washington Bureau Chief Susan Page, and Fox News Politics Editor Chris Steyerwalt. It is an interesting time, uh, Chris. It, it does seem like with the resurgence of the pandemic, there are more questions about how this campaign is going to be run. Well, yeah, and also the resurgence's effect on uh, voter psychology. The... it. The worst thing that you can be in politics is worse than expected. And I think one of the things that the president is suffering from now, and I think, you know, this is it's sort of symbolically wrapped up uh, in that sort of botched Tulsa rally, which is in early June, the promise was things are coming back. Markets are coming back. We're coming back strong. States are reopening and all of those things. So there's all these expectations among voters and consumers. And then to find that it's not so and that we're not where we thought we were and things aren't as good as we thought they were. That's that's worse than that's worse than things being bad. Because, uh, worse than expected is worse than just bad. Yeah. And Susan, it does seem like with the multiple gut punches, I've called them, of the coronavirus, of the protests, um, of John Bolton's book, um, it it seemed like there is a concern up on the Hill from Republicans about where the Trump campaign is. Well, I think we hear more concern on Capitol Hill from Republican senators who are in tough races or races they assumed would not be quite so tough that President Trump is hurting them in their effort to win re-election, putting the Senate even in play for Democratic control. And I you know, I think that the COVID-19 pandemic is particularly problematic for President Trump, not because people blame him for the, for the disease, no one does that, but because it raises questions both about his administration's competence in responding to it and also about his, his empathy uh, in dealing with the fact that we have so many Americans uh, what, 2.5 million Americans who have gotten the disease, and so many of them have died. Uh, so I, th- I think this poses a big challenge for the president as we go into the final months of this campaign. Yeah, and obviously this 
disease, the coronavirus, Josh, is, uh, you know, the numbers are the numbers. It's uh, 100, roughly almost 130,000 uh, deaths, and uh, we're seeing increased cases. But so far, across the board, haven't seen increased deaths or or hospitalizations in this next kind of push. Uh, some hospitalizations are up. The the concern is the ability to deal with this, and is does Joe Biden just sit back and say, I can do it better, and just <laughs> don't go out campaigning that much because you just wait on the Trump campaign to kind of screw it up? Yeah, so far, so good for the Biden campaign, just hanging out in Wilmington in the basement playing a prevent defense of sorts. But, you know, as far as the coronavirus, that this uh, resurgence in the South and the Southwest, one of the things that things that's really challenging for the president is that it's the, 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 the big spikes are taking place in two big battleground states, uh, Florida and Arizona. A lot of seniors. These are states that Trump did very well with uh, in the 2016 election. But he's already lost ground with seniors and just when it looked like the economy might be turning a corner, these are these you know big, big economic engines of the country uh, facing some really uh, serious health issues again. So this isn't just uh, you know the notion that, that we've, we've taken a step back in terms of the health situation, but it's the fact that you have two states that are really uh, turning towards the Democrats in, in in November. Trump needs to turn turn his fortunes there around, and the the the, the spread, the increased spread of the pandemic taking place at the worst possible time. All right. Thank you all. That's it for this week on the campaign. You can hear more of this series at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. We'll see you next time. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. 